Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Hello, hello. Welcome players one and all. My name is Joy Infinity and my pronouns are she, her, and my virtual age is 25 years old. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing books. Yes, I know books are something that some people don't even read anymore, but I want this episode to be about the importance of books, my love of books, and how books can truly, truly change your life. My origin story of books begins, I'm going to say, when I was four years old. I only say that because my god sister, shout out to her, I love her very much. The way that she mentioned it to me was in the fact that I was reading things when I was four years old and she said that she was jealous and I never felt that. I didn't feel that. I didn't understand it, but I just love reading things out loud. I remember where my parents would tell people that I would read store names. I would read car dealership names. I would read stuff on the back of juice cartons. I would read stuff on TV. I would just read stuff out loud. And I don't know where that started. I don't remember if I had encouragement from my family or my mom and dad to start reading things out loud. But I just remember that I was doing that. And of course, my whole love of talking which I do remember a lot of people would be like, Joy, you talk too much. And I'm like, well, oh, well, you're gonna have to deal with it. But books have been something that have been a part of my life forever. And I wanted to share that with all of you because I know a lot of people are affected by books in the same way. But we just don't really get the chance to talk about books. And if you are talking about books with your friends and your family, great. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And I hope that it continues because in this virtual age, in this virtual world that we're living in, a lot of people don't take the time to read books anymore. And I feel like that's a horrible disservice to all of the authors, illustrators, pencilers, anybody, anybody that is in the industry where books are created, whether it's novels, graphic novels, art books, anything. Like it it could be something that affects so many people and the way that this world is going, it's like, oh, everything's digital, everything's digital, which is fine. It's a good step up, it's a good upgrade, but where would we be without the books of other people's time? I wanted to discuss five books from my childhood with you that to me changed my life. I don't know if you've read any of these books. I hope that if you have, please let me know. But um, I want to share them with you because these books affected me in different parts of my life. 
So the first one I wanted to discuss is a book called The White Fox Chronicles by Gary Paulson. The White Fox Chronicles, I remember that there was this 14-year-old boy, I believe, and his name was Cody Pierce. I'm pretty sure it was Cody Pierce or something. And he was out here like being some type of spy. And I feel like I got that book probably when I was 11, most likely. And I was just obsessed with that book because it reminded me so much of Metal Gear Solid. And I was reading about this epic fantasy of, you know, this young kid who was trying to save his people. And for him being so young, I was like, wow, this is a really intriguing story. And I remember that being one of my favorite books of all time because I just kept reading it over and over again. And it inspired me to want to make up my own stories, to create, you know, my own plots and to want to take characters that I created on an adventure. And of course, I loved slash obsessed with the name Cody Pierce. Like I loved anything that was Cody, Chase, something that was like ambiguous. Like you could name a child that and it would be a unisex thing. So names like Charlie, Cody, Chase, like I was like, those are all C names, but I was kind of like obsessed with them. And I want to thank Gary Paulson for putting that book out. I don't know where he is right now, but I appreciate it. So if you guys have ever read that, please let me know. The second book that I want to discuss is The True Story of the Three Little Pigs by John Shiska, S-C-I-E-S-Z-K-A. Now, The True Story of the Three Little Pigs. Oh my God. If you haven't read that book, please, it's on Amazon. I purchased it a couple years ago for myself as a grown adult because that book definitely changed my life. I remember checking that book out in my elementary school library and I was just so amazed that someone could take the classic story of the three little pigs and put it in the point of view of the wolf. And of course you would think, oh, the wolf just wants to eat the three little pigs. That's why he was blowing the houses down, right? No, this book put me on my head. I was like, wait a minute. If you haven't read it, please read it. It's so funny. This book was the story of the wolf and how he had allergies and he would go to the house and he would be sneezing and that's why he was blowing the houses down. And I know for the brick house, there was a um, a plot twist, but um, I just loved that someone could be so creative and take the classic story of the three little pigs and make it so funny and make it so interesting and make it so crazy that I constantly, I remember I kept checking that book out just to read it. And the artwork was incredible. I completely loved that book. And it also showed me that there are many sides to a story. There's many sides to a truth. Just because one person sees it in one way does not mean that that's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. To see the pigs as the enemy was such a refreshing take. And I really thank John and everyone who worked on that book because I was affected by that. And I wanted to see those type of plot twists growing up. And I wanted that to continue. I wanted to look for more books like that, more books that would be of that realm. I didn't know what kind of realm that would be identified as, but having that book in the library, I appreciate 
my primary school for having it there in the first place. The third book I want to discuss is The Night I Followed the Dog by Nina Layden. Now this book, oh my gosh, kind of like the second book in which that there was a completely different point of view. But this one was in terms of the dog. So this book was about a young boy. He has a family and he has their pet dog. And he would do the traditional things that a young boy does when you have a pet. You know, you take your dog out. When it's time to go to the bathroom, you walk it, you spend time with it. Love dogs so much. But the plot of this was the dog has a doghouse and he would disappear every night, you know, into the doghouse and the young boy would go to sleep. However, this time he saw his dog do something that was completely different from what normal dogs do. And he went to follow him. And when I mean follow him, the boy waited until the dog went to the doghouse and then the dog left. Now he had this whole like secret agent thing going on. So the young boy was like, wait a minute, hold on, this is my dog? So the boy went into the doghouse and saw what kind of setup that the dog had. And then he followed him. And I don't know if this was something for young Joy to read. I mean, it was obviously in my primary school library. So yes, it was for young kids to read. But looking back on it now, because I also purchased that off of Amazon, shout out to Amazon for having my childhood books. This dog was hilarious this dog was so cool this dog was like the bee's knees this dog was out here having a night on the town with all of his dog friends going to a nightclub gambling like there was so many cool things and then I don't want to give away the whole plot but it was just something that I was like wow someone took time to think about this plot and put it to pen and paper or pencil and paper and then they drew it the artwork was amazing as well in this book, and I really, really appreciated the time that it took. And even though it was a short book, I don't know how long you can make a book like that, but I really appreciated it. And it, again, expanded my horizons in what I expected books to be. There are so many creative plots out there, so many creative points out there, that the night I followed the dog was something that was just so funny and so cool to me that it made me think I could write a children's book. I could come up with something that would be creative, right? And because of Nina Layden and everyone who worked on that book, it inspired me to want to look for more books like that as well. The fourth book I want to discuss is called Dog Breath by Dave Pilkey. Now, this is another dog book. I like dogs. I can't help it. But this book was funny. And this book, I know I read a lot. I probably bent the binding off of this book. And I also purchased it as an adult. This book was great because I related to it not even having a dog. But then when I did acquire and finally have a dog as a pet, I related to it even more. So this story is about a family and their pet dog. And their pet dog's name is Halitosis. Which, amazing that you can make a whole book about a horrible breath disease <laughs> and make that the dog's name. Because, of course, I didn't understand that as a kid. I was like, halitosis? Okay, why would they name the dog that? Then I had to, like, ask my mom or, like, look it up in the dictionary or look it up in the whatever they have, encyclopedia. And I was like, oh, 
Halitosis means bad breath. Okay, this makes sense. And of course, I would understand it because of the picture. So shout out to everyone who worked on the book, whether it was, you know, Dave Pilkey himself or anybody else, illustrator, all of that, editors, everything. So it was basically the story of how their family dog, Halle, Halitosis, had bad breath. And they tried so much to let the dog be its normal thing because dogs don't know that they have bad breath. But everyone around them knew that the dog had horrible, horrible breath. And the plot of this was that the dog's breath saved the family's life. I don't want to mention it because that'll spoil it. But for the dog's bad breath to come in handy was also a way that opened my eyes to seeing things from a different perspective. I was like, oh my gosh. Of course, we're going to be like, oh, the dog's breath stinks so bad. And me having a dog, Nala, spiritual helper here. I miss her and I love her dearly. Nala had bad breath too. Like, but that's because dogs have bad breath. And as much as you want to brush their teeth and do things, which I know can be done, I have experienced dog breath. I have experienced bad dog breath. I have experienced good dog breath. And all dogs want to do is just lick you up and down. They want to be petted. They want to be loved. They want to eat everything and all of the things. But I appreciated getting to know a dog that had bad breath and just having the love of her humans, the love of her family. That dog breath came in handy. And I just loved that that was a thing that even happened in the first place. So shout out to Dave Pilkey. If I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry. I don't want to say your name wrong, but I appreciate it. And please check out this book. If you have never read it, definitely, definitely do that. The fifth and final book that I will be discussing today is called Garfield Pet Force, Pirate's Revenge, book number two by Jim Davis. Now, this book I remember getting when I was older. And like I said, it was book two because I never read book one and I don't even know how many books there are for this series. I remember receiving this book from the Scholastic Book Fair. I remember Scholastic Book Fair being the literal best thing about being a child in school besides Pizza Hut and getting awards for reading books. Which shout out to you if you remember that or if you were able to experience that as a young kid, but... Oh man, shout out to Scholastic. Scholastic with their book fairs and Pizza Hut with their book drives and General Mills for collecting those like different, I forgot what they were called. I don't know if they were like codes, like barcodes. I remember having to bring the barcodes into the school and dropping them off and there was some type of reward. I don't know. So I remember getting this book, Garfield Pet Force Pirate's Revenge Book 2 from the Scholastic Book Fair. And I was obsessed. I was obsessed, first of all, by the cover because it was Garfield in this amazing, abtastic superhero suit. And it was him and the whole gang, Otis, and everybody, like everybody else from the neighborhood that was an animal. And they were around, they're like going through space. And I feel like it had to do with this giant rat, Pirate's Revenge. Like he had this whole thing about pizza and cheese and Garfield had to stop him. And Garfield, I know he went through some hardships in the book. I'm trying to remember what they were now, but it's crazy because I have that book at home, but I haven't seen it. I haven't read it in many years, but I do remember that I read it over and over and over again when I was a young kid because I was like, yo, this is such a good 
epic adventure in another way to see Garfield in a different light. I know Garfield from the newspaper funnies, from the Sunday funnies, and that's the only time I was really exposed to Garfield. So for someone to take Garfield, put him in a superhero suit, and have him be the intergalactic savior of the solar system, I couldn't believe it. It was funny, but it was also inspiring. And also made me have a crush on Garfield for a couple of years. Did I just admit that out loud? I probably did. And you heard it. Anyway, I'm not ashamed. So those were the five books that I know I loved as a kid. And I appreciate every single author, every single illustrator, every single person who worked on any of these books. I appreciate it so much because you have changed a young person's life. And I still love books like that to this day. I love reading. I still love reading things. And if you have ever read these books, please let me know. Because these books truly, truly changed my life. And speaking of books that have changed your life, I know one of them would be, probably was, could be, were comic books. I unfortunately was one of those kids that didn't have access to comic books growing up. I don't believe that my parents had anything against them, but I didn't get into comic books as a child. I know my grandfather had maybe like one or two, but I wasn't the kid that was going out and buying comic books. I just would go to the library or, you know, Borders, may they rest in peace. Comic books didn't really strike me as something that I could get into as a kid. And the only time I would really look at comics, like I mentioned before, was either in the newspaper or when I would buy Bazooka Joe from the corner store or something. I was never really exposed that much to comics. However, as I got older, I started to become exposed to comics. And the first comic books that I got into are Miss Marvel, the newer Miss Marvel, the one that's from Jersey City, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, Ironheart, and America. Now notice that all of the ones I just said are from Marvel. That wasn't on purpose. That was just because I was starting out trying to figure out what kind of stories that I might like out there and realize that everything I just said is a woman of color from Marvel. Me getting into comic books would not have been possible without one person in particular, one special person, the person that I continuously will give credit for until the end of time. That is me primo, my cousin, Antonio. Because of Antonio, I was able to experience the love of books again. I was able to see myself reflected into books that I didn't think was possible. Antonio took the time to take me to the Black Comic Book Festival. He took me to New York Comic Con. He recommended books. He purchased books on my behalf when I was poor and I had no money. He would keep an eye out for me and still does if there are books that would be something that I would be interested in. He was the one that stepped in and made sure that I was aware of the books that were going on, books that were being released, books that are pre-ordered. He would alert me to projects that were coming out, books that are being released, whether it was on Kickstarter or someone's personal goals or comic book stores, things like that. And in the same way that Antonio did that for me, I want to do that for other people. The way that Antonio saved the day for me in my life 
is what I would want to encourage other people out there to do. Now it's off to save the day. Like I just mentioned, Antonio saved the day for me in my life where he inspired me to love books again. And now I want to share that awareness with other people. So now that we know who we are as book lovers, hopefully, where we stand, how do we prevail? I say in our daily life, we must look for books of all mediums. And I know that people have a certain trait or a certain affinity for different forms of media. So whether you're someone that prefers physical books, someone that prefers only digital or even audiobooks, just look for books in general that'll help you in your life, whether they're physical, digital, or audiobooks. Something that's going to affect your life and enrich your life for the better. Who do we protect? I would say the way that Antonio protected me is the same way that I would want you all to protect other people, whether that's your family members, your neighbors, your friends. And we say protect as in recommend books that can help others in their life. You don't know what other people are going through in their own lives. And it would help if there was a book that you knew that could change someone's life. Let's say someone was going through a horrible time or they were going through a confusing, completely life-changing time. There could be a book for that. And you just recommending a book for someone could help them in the long run. I remember comic books that completely changed my life when I was going through stuff in my own mind, whether it was something about my love life or something about my emotional state or encouragement or figuring out who I wanted to be and where I feel that my life is going. There were comic books for that. I didn't realize that there were comic books for that. There were graphic novels for that where I could put myself in the place of someone else that was going through hard times. Or maybe someone just going through something and they went through this alternate universe. I don't know, something that could take your mind off of things, something that could help inspire you to maybe try something new in your life. Books have helped me. And you can help someone else's life by doing that same thing, figuring out what you can recommend to others. And that something could be life-changing for that person as well. So I say definitely take time to find books that maybe have helped you in your life and share those things. Share them with earnest. Don't just be like, here's this book, whatever. (laughs) No, share the book because you want to share it and it'll be good karma. And who knows? That book could really, really do things. It could really do wonders in someone's life. And the last thing. How we recharge, because what's important is that we recharge ourselves as much as we are giving, giving, giving and sharing amongst other people. The way that I would recharge and the way that I hope that you would recharge as well is to take the time to read for your own enjoyment. I'm not saying that you have to be reading a bunch of novels and all of these self-help books. You don't have to do all that. If that's something you love, please do it. But I love reading for my own enjoyment. I love reading all sorts of books, whether it's mature, immature, adventures, crazy, inspiring, encouraging, sad, hilarious. I love reading hilarious books. I love reading comedy. I love reading books that have me or black people in general reflected in them in a positive light. I love books like that. And also the way that we recharge is finding other people out there that do love the same books as you. 
I keep mentioning Antonio, but also shout out to Bibi because Bibi was also purchasing books on my behalf saying, hey, I thought about you when I saw this book and I thought that you might like this too. Find people that are like that for you. There's got to be people out there. People aren't just watching videos all day. People aren't just surfing the web endlessly. I know people do that. I know people play video games. I know people are reading magazines and whatever, but find people out there that are going to help you recharge as well because you can't do all the recharging by yourself. There are people that are there that can help you. So definitely find those people. And now we've reached the save point. Yes, the save point already, but it doesn't mean that it has to be the end. I love the fact that this episode is about books because I finally got to discuss how much I really do love books. And as someone that's growing up in this time, it's just amazing to remember, to reflect on all the books that have changed my life and to rededicate myself into reading books and graphic novels and comic books and reading those things again because those things are such a passion. Yes, I love, love, love video games, but books were the thing that really started it off. Books, to me, are like the precursor for video games. Because to me, video games are just virtual digital books. Because me reading books back in the day, I would imagine all that stuff that was going on in the book in my head. Video games, to me, are just virtual books. (laughs) So how can I have a whole podcast about video games and podcasting and all this stuff and not pay homage to books. And as much as people don't want to admit that books are important, they truly are. And we need to give them their flowers, give books their flowers, give books their props, and really get back into reading because as much as I've seen America these days, you can tell a lot of people have not spent time reading, which is very upsetting. So players, let me know, what books have you read? that have inspired you to be the player that you are today. Or let me know what books you've enjoyed over the last few years. I would love to hear about them. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, exit game.